0: Sorry about all this. It's okay. Although a good rule of thumb for a first date is don't do anything so exciting that it'll be hard to top on a second date.
1: Believe it or not, since I moved here to live on top of the Hellmouth, the events of this evening actually qualify as a slow night. Did you just say second date?
2: You noticed that, huh? and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And today, we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 2, Episode 2, Some Assembly Required.
0: Some Assembly Required.
2: Stosh, before we get started, do you have any clarifications you'd like to make?
0: Yes. I think I have a few.
2: Okay. What are they?
0: So, in Season 1, Episode 12... Twelve? Mm-hmm. I said I couldn't remember the quote. I had written do you and that was or don't you said aren't you? Aren't you? I have don't you written.
2: Well, it was aren't you.
0: Oh see I have I love her, don't you written. It's you're in love with her, aren't you? Yes. Word. That was the quote and I couldn't remember it. It was Angel and Xander talking.
2: Yeah, sorry I ruined that for you by posting about it on our Twitter Yeah, way to
0: call me out. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I thought it was funny. Also in the bonus episode, I referred to the Star Wars arc as The Apprentice. It's called Twilight of the Apprentice. That's important because that's the best Star Wars arc that's ever been written.
2: Okay, noted.
0: And also, I was right about Hank being back real quick.
2: You were you were right about Hank being back real
0: quick. One episode.
2: I actually like had watched that episode before we did the recap episode because I got overly excited. So I was trying to keep a real (laughs) straight face. When you were like, Hank's gonna be back. I was like, and You were Maybe. like, obviously. <laughs> I know, like, I was like, crap, but, you know, that's how it is.
0: Uh, and then during, um, she was bad, when she was bad, mm-hmm. I questioned whether the scene where they throw the rock in the window at the library takes place at night. I did go check. It is night, which makes it weird that they were in the school library. But they're
2: often in the school library after dark, yeah. I think. But I'm curious what the, like, nighttime schedule is for California. If it's, like, goes it gets dark at 7 p.m., or if it, like, doesn't get dark until 8 p.m., you know? I mean,
0: I would assume it's similar to Colorado, where it changes based on the season.
2: Yeah, but, like, I would... I'm just curious, like, what the timing is on it. I mean, obviously, it's not like Alaska, where it's daylight most just of the time. Or whatever. But I'd be curious, that's all.
0: Uh, and then also, I brought up Rage Rooms. Yes. And, just fun fact, we have three in Colorado that I was able to find with a quick Google search.
2: Ooh, send me the links to those.
0: I will.
1: They sound For fun. no I reason in them. particular.
0: Word. And then... We have Rain back today. Rain, Yay! do you have any corrections from your last episode?
1: No corrections. I just want to add on. Please send me an invite for the the, the rage, rage Room, because <laughs> you know, you know what I want to go oh, do. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh Be the grab ass and stuff.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> looks
0: so fun. I watched a
1: trailer for him while I was googling it.
2: Maybe it's we can that do that for your birthday, awesome. Rain.
1: Ooh, birthday party at
2: the Rage Room. I'll be down. Hell yeah. Rage party. Or Stosh, actually, your birthday's up next.
1: <gasps> we could get a cake and smash it. <gasps>
2: That'd be so dope. Yeah, that sounds fun. That does. Anyways,
1: hi. Sorry. Hello. I'm back. What's up, bitches? Yeah, Rain, (laughs) you're our
2: first repeat guest, and we're very excited to have you back. Yay! Yeah, welcome back. Thanks, guys.
1: I'm so happy to be
2: back. With that being said, we're gonna go ahead and launch right into the summary. And we sure are. Do you want to kick us off?
1: Oh God. I think that's an awful idea. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) Stosh, you kick us off.
0: Oh, corrections part two. Oh. And it's, but it's not a Buffy correction. It's a episode one of us correction. Uh Uh-oh. You told us, you told me that the... In every generation, there is... Oh, I noticed that. Only happens in season one, and it's still in season two. It's just by Giles now.
2: I know. I noticed that during this episode, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) I was like, oh, I was told that wasn't
0: going to happen anymore.
2: That was why it was the intro
0: to our season one recap was because you said it wasn't gonna be a thing anymore.
2: <laughs> I apologize. It goes away eventually, but it sounds I know. better
0: said by Giles though. I know. Less, Apparently not less for edulogy. a little while.
1: Everything sounds better when it's said by Giles though. She's got a very excellent point. <laughs> <Probably true>. Honestly, <laughs> she makes a good point.
0: All right. And then the episode actually starts, and I believe it's. Buffy chilling in the graveyard hunting. W- waiting for Stefan to rise. Mm. And Angel shows up and says the definitely thing a 240-something-year-old would say, made it with.
2: <laughs> I, so so I wanted to bring this up, and I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up in quotes or right now, but we're going to do it right now. Uh, yeah, it, right it was now. my first note. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he said, like, I know the subtitle said made it, M-A-D-E, but I always heard it as mated, M-A-T-E-D. I with. definitely
0: <laughs> heard Made It, but I also have never watched it without subtitles, so that could have influenced what I heard.
2: No,
1: that's absolutely fair. Um and Made t- It With sounds
2: more like a 241-year-old vampire thing than Made It With. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was
1: like, okay, I know
0: you're talking to a teenager, but come on.
1: <laughs> I love how I've, I have written down uh, an angel's apparent jealousy of the situation in the lo- in the last episode is just fantastic, considering he's an old man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, even vampires get jealous, okay?
1: Oh, oh yeah. And I love his comment about how she always brings up the vampire thing every time they fight.
2: I liked that, especially because it got brought up in our last episode.
1: I
0: also called her out on it, yeah. I
2: believe it. So that was really fun.
0: Yeah, so they fight about her dance with Sander, which was super inappropriate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then she falls into an open grave, which is super cool.
2: I'm going to take this this opportunity to say that i don't watch this episode very often zombies not really my thing okay and i realized watching it this time like i don't know that i would really classify them as zombies they're not i was about to tell you frankenstein monster it's more kind of, a of situation frankenstein type of thing or which,
0: abomination
1: which, which, there the you go mutate uh, not yeah. a mutation i guess yeah. then prompted
2: Oops. me to be like well does frankenstein count as a zombie and yeah. then i got He's like, an abomination. I went on a little tangent in
1: my head about it. Cuz but... a zombie would Cause... be a risen animated dead body where <sighs> Well, so well... zombies
0: are almost always animated by either magic or a disease. Abominations like Frankenstein are reanimated by science and usually Which made is... up of different body parts of different people. And i think Daryl wasn't important. made up
2: of different body parts.
0: He wasn't, but he was still brought back by science and you can tell he was stitched back together, so i think it still counts.
1: Okay, he might as have not been... a zombie. Yeah.
0: If he wasn't brought back by science, I think you'd have a better argument I
1: think we here. need... I mean, we don't...
2: Re- I'm I, not I, trying to argue. I'm no. trying to talk okay. about what was going through my okay. head during no, this episode. No, I get episode. you. <laughs> Another thing. tangent.
0: Um, no, I firmly believe <laughs> zombie's the wrong term for this episode. Yeah. It's something I, I wanted I to bring up during podcast, podcast, so. Yeah. podcast. Yeah. Frankenstein monster works too, but I feel like I've heard the horror community. That's not the best term for That's some totally reason or other. That's totally I fair. I don't remember why, so...
2: But regardless, I, yeah, but so then they, that's when, that's when they're like fighting and then Buffy falls straight into an open grave. <laughs> Which felt
0: books. like
1: symbolism to me,
0: and especially the way it was framed, but I don't think I picked up on what it was symbolizing. Okay,
1: interesting. <laughs> or I,
0: foreshadowing I, one of the two.
1: I have it down as a quote. I just, I just really enjoy this quote. Another vampire has risen tonight. Uh, and just like point out the fact that the body was dragged from the grave rather than risen is just like, you can tell someone has like taken the body. Yeah. as opposed to something supernatural, you know, happening.
2: Yeah, that was a really interesting
1: yeah. thing.
0: Hang on. I didn't think about this when I was watching it. If someone is post-mortem, like, full just been dead, mm-hmm. can vampires bite them and bring
1: them back? I, If I'm going by the logic of, like, Anne Rice and, like, Interview with a Vampire, if you...
0: Which is not Diary of a Vampire.
1: No. It's, uh, An important
0: correction I made a while like ago. Like,
1: Queen of the Damned. And stuff like that? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, okay. Um, Just for clarification for anyone else, then. But if you go by that logic, if you bite a dead body, you're basically like sucking in death itself, which would almost immediately kill you. Yeah, because Lestat does it at one point. Really young.
2: Based on Buffyverse lore, I'm going to say no, because in order to get turned into a vampire, you have to suck their blood. Right, and then they, they have to suck your blood, and then you have to so, suck their blood, and it's well, if a whole they're big dead, thing. Okay. If, if you're they're dead, dead, you can't suck yeah. their blood.
0: So if that's there's fair. an open grave, why would they be worried about another vampire having risen? Because it would have already been a grave.
2: you'll notice that Stefan, which I think it's funny that she gave the vampire name, so oh. that's why I'm bringing <laughs> him up again.
0: I didn't even notice it. I didn't so. write
2: him down as a character, but...
0: <laughs> Oh uh, well I have a lot to say on in character development.
2: He so. crawled out of his grave. So I think they thought that a different vampire had crawled out yeah. of their grave and that's why they thought okay. it was I empty. guess there is like
0: a turning period, right? Where like you mm-hmm. could drink blood and then be dead for a while and get buried and then come back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Then it switches to the next scene. Well, it does the credits and then it switches to the next yeah. scene. Where we walk in Buffy and Xander walking on Giles, talking to a chair. Yeah. Being real cute. Giles just being a normal guy. I I loved it so much. Um, All right,
0: I'm going to have to ask you for help on my notes here. Okay. (laughs) I wrote, What does Jean and Roger mean? And I don't remember what context it was said.
2: So, Buffy, when she walked in on Giles, he calls her an or he calls the chair an idiot or he calls himself an idiot to the chair
0: right and And then they make a comment like you shouldn't say idiot and you're asking someone out
2: yeah and she says like not to go all gene and roger on you or something it's a 90s reference that i don't get
1: uh buffy critiques giles referring to a film critics gene siskel and roger ebert so they're film critics she's making a weird i've heard of
0: gene siskel i
2: don't know though Um, she's making a 90s reference (laughs) yeah you're right yeah. none of us got there's
1: actually oh this is a very useful site it's uh buffy.fandom.com slash wiki yeah
2: <laughs> there's a buff there's a wiki for everything
1: these days oh yeah
0: i spend a lot of time on a lot of them
1: stash isn't allowed on the buffy wiki though because spoilers oh, good yeah i was gonna say that's a dangerous place for you but all right i'm ready Sorry. <laughs> i get
0: enough spoilers from twitter notifications now oh
1: no <laughs> you better sign out of our account yeah just go ahead and mute that. i really should
2: <laughs> moving on uh, yeah, Giles was practicing asking Miss Calendar out, and Buffy and Xander catch him, and they kind of make fun of him. But Buffy also gives him some tips, which is nice. And then Buffy brings up the grave and now grave. it was empty, <laughs> and Giles was very interested in the grave robbing. Oh
1: yeah. Um, he sure was.
2: Moving, continuing with the theme of him being more excited <laughs> than disturbed by all of the supernatural activity. Yeah, because he's,
1: he's, he literally was brought up in this, and it's like, ooh, good, he's supernatural yeah. things. He's, he's
2: um, in it for the knowledge more than he is in the human interaction, I feel like. There's,
1: I mean, I feel
0: like it's, if someone brings up, like, your career around you, like, you'd get excited, right? Yeah. It's totally
2: fair. Even if your career was dead bodies yeah yeah and then he does another i hate computers thing which yep. was kind of fun
1: he every time it doesn't matter like how far into this like show we get giles will always hate computers i think just yeah
2: and during the scene i was asking the television where's willow <laughs> and then it answered me And it turns out Willow is signing up for the science
1: fair. And uh, making some friends as well. Well, Signing up for the
0: mandatory science fair, which was (laughs) weird.
1: Which is hilarious that Cordelia, one, is forced to join, you know, because once again, mandatory. Yeah. Um, But secondary, her entire project is (laughs) tomatoes, fruit, or a vegetable. And that just shows how simple-minded Cordelia can be when it comes to being forced to do something. And I kind of, I can kind kind of relate to that sometimes, I'm not yeah. going to lie.
2: I did think it's interesting. I wonder I, if it was mandatory for Cordelia, because Buffy and Xander see. did
1: not sign up
0: for the science Well, fair. so she said she was signing up in protest of it being mandatory, so it seems to me like it like was newly mandatory this year, but you were still allowed to like sign up if you wanted to do it. Hmm. That was how I took it.
1: Yeah. Also, if there's
0: something you can sign up for and I'm being made to do it, I'm also going to put in less work.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: See? Yeah, you and Cordelia were in cahoots with that one. (laughs) Definitely. Um, But then Willow talks to Chris a little bit, and you can tell that there's a little bit of friendly rivalry there, and he's super smart. It's real cute and then
1: oh, what? almost a little bit of flirtation if i'm being honest I yeah i
2: kind of liked that a little I yeah i was little like t-shirt. sitting there like ah, willow and chris that'd be a cute
1: yeah um, i actually have written that down really that cute. i actually have written down chris and Willow are a little uh, pretty cute i'm glad she doesn't just focus her efforts on xander yeah, really <laughs> yeah.
2: unfortunately they have a lot in common they both have a really creepy best friend chris has eric and willow has xander <sighs>
1: Yeah, no. Uh, creepy doesn't begin to describe Eric. Yeah. I'm the... So Eric
0: shows up and starts taking pictures of girls. Yeah. Of
1: Cordelia specifically first, and yeah. then everyone else. And, and he like... makes
0: some comment like, she'd be good for our project. And he's like, no, she's alive. Yeah. And then in all caps, I wrote down, ABOMINATION. It feels <laughs> obvious now. And I'm upset I didn't call it when you gave me...
2: Some assembly
0: required. Yeah,
2: I know. The whole time
0: you're like, I can't think about what that could be. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, buddy, don't give it away. (laughs) I know. And like the second I like, I figured out immediately, and was like, Duh.
1: Um, I like how I've written down, the gross camera guy bothers the hell out of me. Uh, this is also when the camera guy and Chris speak about Courtney not being dead, so they can't use her. And I was just sitting there just being like, well, either, you know, they're robbing Grace, like we're some necrophilia thing, which, God, I hope not, because this show got weird. Or That's they're cutting up...
0: for how this show yeah, is like. Exa- yeah, I mean,
1: exactly. You like, some weird things. i
0: made it I'm, 10 minutes
1: ago. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Where the episode goes, it's not that far off. It's not.
2: That's fair. And they, like, I do think they try to make it seem like they're building a girlfriend for themselves. Yes, so. they, they absolutely,
1: do, yeah. 100% do. That's what it feels like until about what, like halfway, halfway three quarters up until the episode. Yeah.
2: But this is also when Cordelia mentions Daryl.
0: Yep. Yeah, we get Daryl's backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't quick. get it yet. Oh, I was gonna say real quick before that, since you said your notes, mine right before my all caps abomination <laughs> are what the fuck is this camera kid's problem? Yep.
1: (laughs) And, ew,
0: what are these kids doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah, and then I figured it out. All right, so then then, Cordelia talks about
0: Daryl.
2: Yeah, well, she just mentions that she... Oh, no, actually, that's not in that scene, because they switch us to the library. Yep,
1: and that's where the gang's there. And that's when Cordelia
2: mentions Daryl.
1: And I I just want to note the fact that Cordelia is now joining them, now that she's in, in the secret, is now actively participating and following them around, and like being a part of the gang, even though she doesn't have to, considering the situation.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that like they low key gave her a reason to be there with her, with her being like, "Willa, will you help me with my science project?" And we'll mm-hmm. being like, "It's a fruit." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like her being like, "I the could sass. ask Chris, but it just makes me think of Daryl, and I'm so sad." And then like she's like low key there, and then she does brush them off by being like, "I have a cheerleading practice. I'm not hanging out with you guys." But then right. she totally ends up hanging out with them a little bit anyway. <laughs> yeah. So like. Like, she's becoming more a part of the group in a way that I feel like is believable.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: I do have a note on that. It was, I made it a later scene, but it applies to this one. So, in earlier episodes, she was like, I can't be seen talking to you losers. Mm -hmm. And now, she's talking to these losers all the time, and I can't help but wonder if that affects her social status at all.
1: We'll find out. Yeah, Only okay. if she's seen doing it, to be fair. Yeah, um, well,
0: and that's the thing. And no is, one ever goes in that <laughs> library. Oh, yeah. Because Giles yeah. like,
1: what I was do you want say, was you like, no kidding. How, how do no children in this entire school hang out at the library except for, like, the one or two scattered every once in a while? Like, probably often every five. Out of the
0: library in high school? Pretty often, actually. Right. In yeah, high mine school? was 0%. So. In high school, uh, I didn't okay.
2: hang out in the library very often. But in middle school and elementary school, I did a lot. I Oh,
0: yeah. I don't think I know what our high school is library looked like it didn't have a lot I of books that. in
1: it. And I was wildly disappointed. Was, I was very disappointed with our library. I only used the computers there and, like, the tables for, like, studying and stuff. It was, stuff like, it was like eight it.
2: rows of computers. And then there were, like, eight scattered, like,
1: like, desks. Circle desks, yeah. And then there were, like, eight half bookshelves. Not yeah, even they're full not even bookshelves. full bookshelves. Every single one. Like, there's ones along the walls. Well, and then there's what? ones a few scattered out. I remember
0: those half bookshelves.
1: Yeah, and they're on the left side and when you go in. And that was
2: our, quote, unquote, library. Yeah, You couldn't even use the printer for free. Like, it's fucking bullshit. I was offended by it. I'm actually I glad pissed. we talked
0: about this because i do remember like one time i wanted to find a book that like i'd read in childhood or something mm-hmm. and i went to our library for it and was like there's nothing here
2: awful idea and it was really sad because i had just come from wayne carl which had been just recently built the middle school mm-hmm. and like they had they went all out for that library oh, sure. and it was beautiful and it had like a glass wall that the outer wall was windows so that you could see the mountains and it was just mm-hmm. amazing
1: and then I came to family, and I was like, like what is this
2: <laughs> 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 so then I didn't go back
1: um, but, to yeah. jump To jump back in, uh, <laughs> I was sitting here giggling because I have a note. Cordy is developing more character this season, which we stand here. Build this bitch up, LMAO. <laughs> I'm Hell gla- yeah. I'm glad she's integrating <laughs> with the weird now. <laughs> yeah, I am
0: too. I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> we we stand this. <laughs> it's
0: still while they're in the library. Buffy says something about zombies, right? Mm-hmm. And then eating the flesh of people and giles was well, like zombies don't eat the flesh of people
2: mm-hmm. yeah xander made a joke made a comment to cordelia because cordelia was like i'm not gonna go to the graveyard with you weirdos and so xander was like well when the zombies come after you and try to eat your flesh don't come <laughs> crying to us yeah right and giles was like xander zombies, zombies don't, don't eat the flesh. flesh of people and i was like i want to know more about that giles giles yeah, please so, us in. because that is not what i have heard
0: <laughs> no he's right ghouls oh. eat the flesh of men oh that's the difference. Yeah. Zombies only eat brains, and that's only sometimes. Uh, ghouls eat flesh. See,
2: I'm so glad
1: you're here, Stosh, for all yeah. of your resident monster knowledge. Supernatural Do you mates? call them monsters? I just, I didn't... Oh, uh, sure.
0: They fit under yeah. the umbrella of monster.
1: Yeah, like D&D terms, I'd be considered a monster, I feel like, you know? They'd be in well, the well, monster manual. Well, would be considered manual. an undead, but... but yeah, that's absolutely... Well, there you go. <laughs> but it would be in
0: the monster manual.
1: Would it, and so a zombie there's... would be undead, too, so you're yeah. your undead master... Yes.
0: Yeah, sure. That's a pretty sick title too. Undead
1: master. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, (laughs) fuck yeah. Yeah, I have a voodoo priest and zombie necromancy is brought up with this discussion. That zombies do not eat the living. Huh? Interesting fact.
2: Yeah, and then, basically, they go to the graveyard and Xander and Giles are digging up graves and Buffy and Willow were talking about
1: Daryl and that's where we get his backstory. Okay. And Xander's comment, hey, are you fems gonna help us, basically? And that's not the exact quote, so... No, but, but I really like, like that the word fems. You fems? And it's like, holy jeez, dude. I Xander,
0: I and Buffy's that.
1: retort is just absolutely yeah. matching the level of fire. And I just, have it written down as <laughs> For quotes. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. She's never going to live down the sander sexy dance as well, since her and Willow are talking and that came up. Which, she shouldn't, you know? That was weird. That was shitty, yeah. That was... That was... I liked, I liked Willow giving
2: her a little bit of a hard time about it. Oh, yeah. Because all's forgiven, but at the same time, she did hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Especially Willow's. Yeah.
0: Forgiven, but not forgotten. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Never forget. Um... And then we switched to uh, to Cordelia leaving cheerleading and running into Angel and then literally finding a hand in the uh, trash can that she was hiding in, which I thought was interesting. I'm not... Even remotely, it's, like, stuck up as Cordelia, and I would not hide in a trash can. I also noted that. I was like, there's
0: (laughs) no way Cordelia would hide in a dumpster, no matter what's going on. Um, but so then... Oh, go
2: ahead. I have more
0: on the scene. So, she, like, goes up to her, like, car and, like, fiddles with the keys, and it, like, falls, and they fall under her car, and she has to reach for them. And this reminded me of a scene from the movie Dogma, like, right in the beginning, the main character, whose name I don't remember, she's, like, she can tell something's coming. She doesn't know what. She, like, hurries to her car and, like, tries to get the keys in, and they fall under her car. And it's, like, these three hockey player kids who are, like, from hell mm. come to, like, beat the fuck out of her with their hockey sticks. Mm. And Naturally. She, yeah. And she gets saved. But, uh, that's... I saw that movie for the first time when I was, like, 8 mm-hmm. And that scene has been a stain on my brain. <laughs> Since then, like every time I've ever dropped my keys, ever
1: I'm gonna get the shit beat at me with hockey sticks. Yeah,
0: like that, like pops in my head, and I'm like, hurry up and grab
1: them. (laughs) That's hilarious. The adrenaline pumps. The things that stick with us. Yeah, and I'm not
0: gonna get saved by Jay and (laughs) Silent Bob, so I really need to hurry.
1: (laughs) And like knowing all that, Cordy knows now about like what's going on in the town. Like like her walking alone.
2: If you're trying to make a point, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Trying to call him out (laughs) on a joke
1: or something and like you made the comment about her being the trash can and like props to her for actually hiding in the trash can like old cordy would have just fucking died 100 i legit
2: wouldn't have done it even if i were Cordy in that scene oh yeah like also she got in
0: that dumpster
1: fucking fast oh yeah she freaking flew sure
2: (laughs) gymnastics or whatever
1: you're right i don't don't know know. if anyone ever played stosh do you you have you played resident evil 4 yeah it's uh, like actually it's but... like actually getting in a trash can just whoop, whoop.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: just hide
0: <laughs> that's fair
2: and then buffy and company go into the library and then they find angel and cordelia there and we oh, find cute. out that buffy and company leave the graveyard to go back to the library and they find angel and
1: cordelia just waiting for
2: them in there and angel calls out buffy for lying to him
1: Which props to him because, honestly, like, I understand she's, like, having, like, you know, feeling emotions because she's a teenage girl and, you know, he's a vampire. I I (laughs) just agree. She called him out for not hanging around very much, and so then trying
2: to dodge him, like, feels a little...
1: No, I get it, but I don't call... I don't blame him for calling her out. Yeah, not me either. I just love how Cordillo is playing up the damsel in distress of, oh, no, like... To be fair, she did find a hand attached to her leg. Like, so, like, I'd probably freak out just a smidgen, you know? And, like, not gonna lie, I'd cuddle up to Angel. Right? <laughs> oh, wouldn't. no. Hold me. <laughs>
0: it did strike me as odd how long it took Buffy to, like, give her a weird look or something. Yeah. Because she, like... Cordelia was hanging off Angel, like, the whole scene. And, yeah. like, Buffy was just playing it like it was normal until... until I think until she, she asked him to walk her home or whatever. Yeah, Buffy she asked her, her like, to take huh?
2: him home. And then Buffy acted all offended, and Xander made that comment about how, like, he we thought one he was a one woman vampire. vampire and i want to be like he was clearly not interested in leaving with yeah, cordelia he didn't even
1: answer her when she
2: was like uh and you know he walk had me this home look on his face like get me out of this please i want to stay here with buffy and, and he, instead buffy, buffy
0: just shot him a dirty look and made yeah, him go
2: like no i'm sorry i
0: am to be fair it's not that unrealistic <laughs>
2: Oh, no, it's totally <laughs> realistic, but I'm just, like, I'm here to defend Angel. Oh, yeah.
0: And then from there... Is that when we go to Chris's house? Yes, we switch uh, to Chris's
2: house, and we really get to see... Willow mentioned stuff with his mom, but, but like... we get
0: to see it, and it's hard to watch. It
2: is. It's, this is where a lot of my analysis comes from, Yeah.
1: Chris and his mom. It. I wrote down, uh, Chris's mom has fully cut herself off from the rest of the world, including her own living son. Super sad vibes. <laughs> She's swallowed in the memory of her dead son, rewatching his games over and over as a form of her own Dante's Inferno torture, and like I don't know if like maybe she feels guilt for him passing or something, and that's why she's doing it maybe. Even though it doesn't I... say she's involved in his death in any way, but yeah. you know it's a parent, and like you feel responsible for your children.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair.
1: And like that was the shining child, like her hope. I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, with how she's like watching him like almost fanatically. I
0: took it that she was just really lost in grief and yeah, drowning oh, yeah. in her well, grief. Then it, it had been two a... years. Yeah, but I didn't sense any guilt on her part. But Right, but no, that's fair. Doesn't
1: mean you're wrong.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just kind of interpreted it as her dr- drowning in her grief to the point where, like, she couldn't see past any of it. Oh, yeah. And then from there we go to Buffy and Giles and Willow and Xander checking all of the lockers, and they find creepy stuff in Eric's locker and in Chris's locker, though arguably Eric's locker was creepier. I
0: don't remember what was in Eric's locker.
1: The... It was the
2: cut out like, magazine <sighs> you body know how,
1: parts. You know how serial killers make their own, like, uh, ransom notes? And shit like that, yeah. and like weird things. It was he like that, but it a, was a, a body, body of
0: a girl, oh, a that's woman. Gross. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, don't know if I was looking away. It was it was, it my it
1: my was head, the but... uh, locker that Buffy opened. Yeah, that's yeah, because
2: yeah. that... Chris just had books on like yeah. Grey's Anatomy and stuff yeah. like that. what is
1: the Grey's Anatomy
0: book? <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's... Okay. There was a what couple.
1: I mean, I, I, assumably it's some kind of medical book, obviously, but like yeah. there was like specific, like not a mortuary book or yeah, a mortician's book and a couple other things on specifically dead bodies, right. And so you can kind of get the, the notion that he only meant to be work, he meant to work with dead bodies. Right. Which is something no, to keep in I, mind. I got
0: that, the whole, what it was putting down. Yeah. I just, the specific book Grey's Anatomy stashed me because it's a show, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a show back then. But I, I don't
2: think so. No, it, it wasn't. Yeah. And I, I just,
0: I was like, what? It's a big show. Is that like a famous book? I didn't, I don't know what was in it. And we find out camera guy Eric is definitely wanting to kill someone.
1: Yeah, and the song My Girl is ruined forever. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, like... I, it, I, I had noted, uh, like, where, where are they doing this? Because the fact that they have a full body, like, or as much of a body as they do, that's dead pieces. Like, decomposition starts immediately. Right. As soon as the heart stops. Like...
2: Yeah, but I don't know if you were listening, but, but at one point when Eric was, like, later on in the episode, but I'll talk about it now. Right. Eric and Chris were talking about the fact that they needed the head, and Chris was like, if I keep the circuit going for an extra... Yeah, you know, whatever, I keep it going that part for another day. So oh, like, okay. he has some
1: type, sort of electricity going to keep them from decomposing. Until, so it's not until answered after, after said specifically. Because yeah. like I was wondering if maybe he was trying to do like some form of embalming fluid or something to like try to keep everything going. Because I don't know exactly. How I think how it's, it's like electric fluid. shocks to keep. Yeah, know. and that makes going. absolute sense. Like. Yeah try to keep everything, like, the tissue alive. And
2: then...
0: We get the Jenny reveal.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad that we were at this episode, because I called her Jenny.
0: Like, 20 times. Yeah,
2: and I stumbled so hard, because we call him Giles, and it's always, in my head, it's always... Jenny and Giles, you Jenny, know Giles. Giles and Jenny, and so I like
1: had a Ms. hard time. Miss Calendar. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, she's called Miss Calendar still too, oh, yeah. like by the kids and stuff. But I just was having a hard time keeping that secret. So, my uh, bad yeah, guys. Yeah, you
1: spent
0: zero time keeping that secret. <laughs> uh, that's uh, not true. I think the first episode she was in, you only called her yeah, Miss Calendar. Yeah, was very very But the, the next about time she Captain. came back, you called her Jenny immediately. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess that's her first name. Like, like, oh, all right, and
1: she's coming back. <laughs> uh, I love how I have down Giles is such. Of chicken shit. Yes. <laughs> he tried so hard. And like, go Jenny for putting the moves on, like
2: without even trying. Oh, she
1: just finessed right in there and acted so natural. And like, just Giles being a little stuttering, foolish schoolboy. Just like,
2: <laughs> and then it switches to Willow and Xander in the science room and. I think Buffy either shows up or is there and Giles comes in and reveals that they need a head. All three of the girls had their heads still so... The boys are missing a head. And mm-hmm. they then switch to Eric and Chris talking. And Eric is convincing Chris that they need to kill someone. I really appreciated Chris being like, I'm not
1: I'm it's Like, me. I'm not that <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, no. And like the fact that they have three photos of like headshots too, or Eric's headshots specifically of Cordelia, Buffy, and Willow. Mm-hmm. And it makes you just really wonder. And it's like, well, you, it's obvious that Eric has made very obvious observations about Cordelia. So you get some pretty strong vibes off of that. I mean, when you
0: figure out what they're doing, it's pretty clear from his first scene, too. Yeah. Because he, like, says something about, like, Cordelia's legs, I think. And he's like, she would be perfect for the experiment. And that was... Mm-hmm. When I knew what was happening. Right. And, uh, so and this is when we he, have you could tell he's totally cool with grabbing live girls. For oh yeah, this Eric
1: is an obvious freaking acting psycho. While date, or sorry, uh, while Chris is kind of just like an associated psycho almost.
2: Chris is clearly just like caught in the middle because oh, he yeah. did one thing and now he yeah. like doesn't know how to stop it.
1: And that's kind of why I brought up the the book thing earlier in his locker. It's mm-hmm. like it's mortician and like dead body specialty stuff. It's not like I, you know. Die documentaries on serial killers or you know something about like how to, how to get, yeah, yeah exactly corpse. or yeah. something you know, a weird thing like that like it's right. other weird stuff but like the fact that he's not trying to actually hurt a live person he tried to take bodies that had passed and use them for something else right which is still absolutely messed up but it's not hey let me go murder someone for my zombie or I my mean, I
0: think the degrees of messed formation. up there are pretty widespread oh, yeah, I yeah. agree because I definitely don't believe, like
2: I don't think Chris is a bad person I think Chris tried to ch- save his brother and
1: yeah, S- it snowballed into this big thing. Chaotic there. neutral is Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or chaotic uh, evil. There we go. Is Eric? Yeah. Yeah. I Eric. was
0: thinking Chris. Oh, I was like, you're no, good. No, neutral was He's right. like,
1: wait a <laughs> second, Eric. And then of course we have the big reveal of that scene. Is that. uh Daryl's alive. Daryl's sort of. very much uh, <laughs> still here, in the sense of standing and uh, walking around, and uh, uh, stuff, talking, somewhat mentally and here. Thinking, uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say alive, but that's not even remotely true. And it's kind of obvious. Like I don't think he wants to be very much alive either. No. But it seems you very being brought back. Oh, that's gotta be and terrible. like looking the way you do, and knowing one that you're dead yeah. to everyone. You have been for two years. Right. He didn't want to be alone. That's the whole point. No, yeah. But he knows he
0: can't go outside.
1: Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I don't know who came up with the idea, but whoever, you know, convinced him that the zombie bride was his only thing to live for, probably not the best plan.
0: (laughs) I The way it happened in my head was Daryl was like, I'm so lonely. and I Eric will...
1: was like, let's do a thing. No, I, I
0: got the idea it was Chris. How
1: do you think mm. Eric found out about that
0: I don't know how Eric got involved with the whole thing. I'm if very I'm curious.
2: I like, got the sense that he and Chris were like best friends. And it like maybe he helped him originally
0: revive mm-hmm. his brother. Maybe. But it felt like all the brains of how to revive people was in Chris's Brain.
2: yeah yeah but i bet that eric was like hanging out with him and helping him experiment and do maybe stuff like and that. i guess
0: later he does say he knows how to bring people back so right maybe he did have some of the science it just didn't feel that way until he said that yeah right. um i did have a note here daryl clearly remembers who he was in life and like has oh, yeah. memories so if they like murder any girl say cordelia she's gonna remember that she was murdered and probably not gonna wanna like hang out with them right like
2: but she wouldn't have any alternative choices because she also yeah, wouldn't she be would able to leave. Yeah, she would. Go
0: out and reveal yourself to the world and get murdered. That's true, Yes. That's probably better than hanging out with the people that cut I off mean, your head and revived you. She
1: Now, knowing the people that she knows and the things that she knows, she'd probably rely on Giles and like Buffy and too. everyone to yeah. help her. If, I mean, if she was able to get free of Daryl. But
2: and they didn't yeah, know them. that
1: she the Slayer, so... No, yeah, exactly. They, I mean, even they, they slayer don't slayer even was. know what the Slayer Yeah, I was saying, right. I don't even assume they know what that is. Um, My
0: point is that it's a terrible plan on their part. Oh, well, on absolutely. Eric's part, I guess, to kill someone because they're going to remember that he killed them. Yeah. That's not going to go well. Can
1: you imagine being resurrected and remembering your own death? No. The pain? <laughs> like, especially if you... If he did fall in, like, a rock climbing situation, he, pro- he might not have died instantly. And that just... Like thinking yeah. about that, and never, I didn't I mean, really based process on it his until stitches, now.
0: Like he was pretty fucking torn up by the oh, fall. Oh yeah,
1: and like he was like all the way down his face several times, and like there were they yeah. weren't like light wounds. Well, some of Those that were Could deep.
2: have been like autopsy stuff, right?
1: Not on your face. No. I would say usually it's on the right. chest. Yeah, exactly. It's boom to boom to boom. You know, like torso kind yeah. of area.
2: I don't know if they were thinking that clearly about it when they did his makeup, but I agree with
1: you. Because I don't like, think Chris would have done that. For for whatever resurrection process he used using electricity, that doesn't make sense to me. Him having to be stitched up though does. Is because is it is it staples that are across his face or is no. it actually stitches? I think it's just, like, actually
2: scars stitches. of stitches. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're
1: like it's it was like really like etched in like into his face, kind of deep scar tissue. So, oh. anyways, sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, so after that, basically, I think it well, goes...
1: during that basically
2: is when Eric and Daryl convince. Chris that they should kill Cordelia, and he finally agrees to it.
0: Right. Right. So... Then it cuts to the library, right? Buffy's like, I don't care who... I don't... Or he's into digging up corpses. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, basically.
2: And Willow's trying to be like, well, Chris is actually a good guy. And Buffy's like, (laughs) sure, but he's a ghoul. Which I thought was interesting, based off of what
1: you were talking about earlier. Yeah, the terminology. (laughs) But that's also definitely in 90s or early 2000s things. Term ghoul. I
0: actually appreciated that that's one of my quotes i wrote down um then buffy goes to chris's house right yes unless you had more to say on that scene. no yes
1: uh, no that's right yeah uh, she yeah and uh she goes in the the area where he has a lot of stuff set up and finds out and she sees how huh. nuts his
2: mom is
0: yeah she shows him the football game and gives her the oh, play oh yeah by play.
1: and like
2: she's when just Buffy's so like is chris here she like didn't even answer her.
0: And then, like, the third time she asks, she's like, I don't know, was it a school day?
2: Yeah. She doesn't even she's know what day so it is. so checked out.
1: Yeah. yeah. So how do you think she gets money?
2: I don't think she does. Where's dad? I think either... Did yeah. it say? No.
1: No one really mentions Like...
2: I assume they dads have to have probably. They have have some
1: form of income, right? Like, they would lose I their house. I think it's
2: super inexpensive to live in Sunnydale because Amy obviously didn't work when she was her mom.
1: They, they probably just pay you to live there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please, someone to live here. The rather high. We I must know. feed
1: the vampire population. <laughs> live in Sunnydale. <laughs> Hold on. It's still California. Oh, yeah. he's
0: got a point. I don't know. So, like, six it's, grand for an apartment instead of 12?
2: There you go. <laughs> it's 90s California, though. I don't know if that makes a difference. Oh,
1: I'm yeah, sure. Three grand instead of 6 <laughs> there you go that sounds about right I don't know. But that's, uh, this is also when, yeah, uh, Buffy finds everything, or a lot of stuff kind of pointing towards them looking for a head, and uh, Cordelia's Well, head... Giles indicates the head thing. Right. Well, she and figures now out she... they're
0: looking for a oh, live yeah. person now. Yeah. And right? now she
1: figures out, hey, it's probably
0: Cordelia.
2: <laughs> yeah, because then she's in the basement, and Daryl almost attacks her. <laughs> yeah, well, he's watching her for sure, yeah. just like, hey. He gets real
0: close, <laughs> and then she hops out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, whoo. Which...
2: You got to th- At first, when I saw that, I was like, "Wouldn't his mom wonder where she went?" And I was like, "No, his, his mom no, does not care. She's not she, even gonna
0: notice. She's she, not
2: she didn't. She's not gonna remember that co- interaction at nope. all. No, probably already forgot it soon. as She yeah. turned around. Like, I boop, get,
0: I get grief, but his mom is worthless. Just
2: gone. Yeah. But that's when we switched to the locker room. Uh, all I have next to yes. my notes yes, is Eric is. equals mega creep. <laughs>
0: Because my note says, hopefully she broke Eric's nose, and that's when Buffy breaks in and kicks him in the face. Yep,
2: <laughs> yep, you're right. Because they attack Cordelia, and Buffy saves her and confronts Chris, right. and Chris crumples like immediately. Oh
0: he yeah, clearly to be he clearly wasn't fully committed. To no, he, he
1: was never wanting to be a part of this, and like he was only talked into it because it's his brother. Yeah, like he feels responsible. Well, for not only that, doing but the it.
0: brother he like admires and, and worship. Yeah, oh, yeah, he feels is a more valuable person than him.
2: Oh right? yeah. And And you have to kind of wonder, like, how
0: toxic was their relationship in life?
1: No, I mean, how uh, how
2: useful was their mom before the grief, you
1: know? She was probably just focused on Daryl, honestly. You I can see that. When you have the golden child, and that's probably why, you know, he uh, tried so hard to be, like, a, the smart brother, even mm-hmm. though he was the little brother that wasn't the sports one. He tried to be everything else that Daryl wasn't, and that's probably why he, he has the ability to do things, like bring his brother back to life, or, like, you know, be able to understand, like, morticians. You know, well, right. even if and, she
2: wasn't, like, all-encompassingly focused focused on Daryl because it sounded like Daryl always looked out for Chris and so right. Chris felt obligated to look out for him. Right. So they obviously had a really strong bond in Of some kind, yeah. Even though they were completely different in their personalities. Right. And so I wonder if Daryl looked out for Chris because their mom didn't.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Know? Who knows? I could
0: actually see that though. Oh sense. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Um I do love in the scene though how... Buffy just absolutely gives Eric the ass whooping that he deserves. Yes. Yeah. Very I satisfying. Oh,
2: Y'all love that. And then it switches to Jenny and Giles talking about football, and she calls it a date.
1: <laughs> and he is just over the freaking moon. Beaming from just ear to ear grin.
0: Oh, you caught that, did you? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: <Fuck> it, dude. <laughs> it just, it's just—it's you don't often see Giles with like a fucking shit-eating grin, but like that's kind of that category. Just like oh, until oh, I'm Willow and some. Xander
2: crash their date. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I do like how he's like check the inner perimeter of the, <laughs> of the like, field go and away. they're like no, we're gonna sit here. Yeah, and even Jenny's like. But then a really cute couple, I like that. I know. So then it like pans down to Daryl hanging out under the bleachers. Yeah. yeah because I said if,
2: he, he has a moment where he's like oh yeah. watching the football game and like mourning the loss of like his, his old wife. life. Yeah. But you know. And then he steals Cordelia. Yeah.
1: Cause him and Eric so, have obviously ganged up and been like alright let's let's do this without him. You know we can. We're the crazy guys. We can do this. Nah. Mm-hmm.
0: I have two notes here. One. Daryl is afraid to go outside. How did he get to the fucking football field? Good two. <laughs> what the fuck is his plan? Cause he's just chilling under the bleachers and I'm like someone's gonna see him.
1: Just gotta wait. Wait. And then
0: Cordelia walks over by herself to the water cooler. No one sees him kidnap her. So I crossed that note out. <laughs> i Uh,
1: like, okay. Uh, yeah. Him grabbing Cordy is just dick move. Like yeah. I assume Eric helped him somehow. Probably getting him there. He probably was the lookout to help him get there for being honest. Because Eric is a very small, just like not person. frail, but just like a, a just a Gross smaller frame person. person. Yeah. And like him being able to grab Cordy without alerting anyone and get away is very unlikely. But. But Daryl is a very large person. Cordy's pretty small framed. Like Cordy and Eric are about the same size, give or take. Yeah. How, however, Daryl can easily grab her. So thinking about just it think now, I think
0: weird no one would see someone get kidnapped at the water cooler at the football game.
1: Right. Well, maybe it's like specifically like for the cheerleaders or something, and they have maybe. like all their stuff underneath the bleachers because that makes sense a I don't little. Know enough
0: about cheerleading to
1: I uh, not in high school for me. Jim was canceled for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> Jim was canceled for. We discussed this last yeah. time. We, we, we aren't active participants in we're many school things <laughs> including sports yeah. activities um but then buffy and chris show up at the football
2: game notice cordelia is gone and chris tells her where to go to find them which is
1: the i don't lab. remember any of that happening yeah well, it does. it's how they find out I'm that they were using the old that, science lab i was
0: wondering how they found them so
1: quickly yep, they, showed up. yep. they found the old si- or they were using the old science lab apparently excellent yeah which makes sense that that's how they were able to have all this technological science things that they had as well as be secluded from everyone Other else and like then
0: when she said screaming and he's like it's an abandoned building screaming yeah exactly yeah which yeah. makes me so like he i don't know up. that
1: it
2: is an abandoned building. i mean i it's guess a, it's, an it's abandoned, abandoned building but i feel like someone could have heard her if she's right screamed for if she, yeah exactly um, there's a
0: reason right afterwards he was like all right that's enough
2: yeah, yeah.
0: uh
1: and then, uh, then he says
0: after this he have a body of a 17 year old
1: and, and like, like Cordially, already has the body of a 17 I'm pretty sure she is yeah. a 17 or yeah. I don't she's think she's a senior so yet right? I think
2: he meant she'd have the body of a 17 year old
1: permanently
0: yeah but That's he didn't fair. say that he said after this you'll have the body of a 17 year well, like like old she's crazy like an old lady
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is where Daryl admits to Cordelia that he never saw her before and, like, never returned her feelings, but now that he's dead, he wants her and sees her for what she could be. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of that terrible
0: headshot
1: he saw. Yeah. And, uh, now, you know, he just sees her for a face. Not even, like, the actual, like, part of Cordelia that she is or, like, her money or anything like that, just her face. And that's just, like, oh damn.
0: Well, and all these other girls' body...
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> buddies. <laughs> <laughs> And then so Buffy, Buffy
2: finds them and saves the day. And I put did she kick Daryl in the groin? I think so.
1: I'm not 100 percent sure. But she, she I think kicked him somewhere. <laughs> it might have just right. been in the lower torso area, but it wasn't like a upcut like an upcut with her foot, was it? It was like she just like sidekicked him. Yeah, Xander was saving Cordelia's yeah, life. Yeah, which props to Xander for running in, not stopping, like I don't know if like he has early season one, Xander has. Heroic oh, yeah. Every
0: episode. Every mm-hmm.
1: every time gets a little bit more you know stacked on and like props to him for that like we yep, give big kudos especially good. for being in fire and like he just jumps on that gurney with Cordelia and s- body surfs over the flames into the that open doorway awesome. which was like <laughs> sick yeah it <that> was a <laughs> good scene
2: surfs up <laughs> Chris saves Buffy and then the body's like on fire and Daryl like freaks out and he also burns with the body I <laughs> mean, it's all he's
0: got
2: I yeah it's a good
0: way for it to end
2: I think I I agreed what happened to Eric? in that scene
1: Uh, he was taken out by Giles Giles uh, because he was knocked out by whomever knocked him out was that Buffy I don't know I don't remember but he was on the floor knocked out and Giles 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 happened to drag him out if I remember correctly because Xander got Cordelia Willow can't pick anyone up because she's Willow And I'm pretty sure Giles picked him up and dragged him out. Was my like weird observation there? So he didn't die. No, he did not. I don't know what exactly happened because I made the the afterthought of well, what if he wakes up after he's dragged out and runs? I do find the symbolism of Daryl running into a fire to save his his bride very symbolic of actual Frankenstein's tale because Frankenstein's monster is
0: burned.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I literally have it here. Mrs. Frankenstein. (laughs) Um, And how the symbolism that it kind of gives to, like, the entire story of, like, Frankenstein's monster and, like, this kind of being a full abomination that was, like, made based off that because that's how Frankenstein's monster died was being lit on fire. Right. (laughs) And being burned. And so I think... I don't know the story of the Bride of Frankenstein very well, but I assume if they were killed, it'd probably be in the same fashion. That would be the only way I can think of to get rid of a reanimated body, so to speak. Yeah. Besides, like, dismembering it. And even then, I don't know if that would actually do anything.
0: No, I, th- I think you're right. I think fire's the way it had to go.
1: Yeah, but it just call back to the actual tale of where this... Story kind of came from, or this episode idea Which came is from. Nice. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. I don't know enough about Frankenstein's monster and that whole story of Frankenstein and and all of that. Right. All I really know about it is based off of the movie Van Helsing, starring Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale, <laughs> where they epitomize they epitomize. Right hotness in human form both oh, of them yeah. together and it's right. like not super hardcore touched on in that movie So right. it's i don't have a lot of in- information so it's interesting to i mean hear most you of what i it. know
0: about it is media references not just that right everything does its it's take on frankenstein right yeah. oh his yeah monster so
2: but so because i didn't know that but about I guess... it, i like. I now okay. like that ending a little bit more.
0: There you go.
1: But yeah, after that uh we change scenes to Mrs. Callender and Giles again.
2: Well, yeah. I mean right? Buffy has a heart to heart with Chris. Yeah. Yep. There's a bunch yep. of
1: ambulances and police officers.
2: Angel oh, comes and sorry. checks on
0: Buffy. Yeah, and my only thought was, are Chris and Eric gonna get arrested? Because they kind of spent this whole episode I, grave robbing. I, I know. Well, that's well, the what, thing. It's, part of it's Like, that... at least Eric should go to prison.
1: So all all the police would really probably know is that a fire started or started. Also I know. Except,
0: I guess attempted
1: murder because like yeah, and kidnapping. I I assume it would have been like Giles or someone who had called the fire department because the fire that mm-hmm. was there. I don't really know if they know anything about Cordelia being right. tied I mean, the up corpse maybe and stuff. I mean, I I, don't know I know, and like da- explaining Daryl and the ashes, corpse, yeah. yeah. I feel
0: like they would notice the robot Well,
1: there. yeah, ex- exactly. Explaining Daryl and the corpse, yeah. like that might be. Yeah, we DNA
0: tested this, and it's a kid that died two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, and this is that. his brother.
1: And they're
2: they're like uh, here's the three missing, missing girls. bones of the three missing girls, and then yeah. Eric's passed
1: out there. Like... Well, I
0: don't know if they'd be able to figure out it was the three missing girls, because I feel like bodies are usually identified by
1: dental records. Mm, true. There's no head, and it's
0: three different women, and they
1: wouldn't know it's three different woman probably so probably not. but if, if the on how parts well it burned, i guess yeah. if the parts match
2: the missing pieces from the three women that they found recently i don't know yeah how probably
1: have burned, i guess yeah. all questions
2: regardless de- uh, chris is definitely fine cuz he and buffy are having a heart to heart right oh, yeah. and angel's checking in on her and then giles is checking in on jenny and She mentions a second date, which is yay. And then... Oh,
0: you
2: noticed that, huh? uh, Buffy leaves with Angel, and they patch things up, and Angel admits to being jealous, which kudos to him kind of hard
1: to admit that stuff sometimes yeah. he was the adult <laughs> even
0: when you're two centuries old
1: oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. well, one of my favorite quotes from that scene between them is love makes you do the wacky Buffy <laughs> 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 which oh, is Angel's actually like from what? Willow but <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to both of them so. I like it um, I also made the casual observation of I love the dress uh, choices between Buffy and Angel of like Buffy being B- 20 was dress. yeah I would say it was she She's being like the 1990s a California girl with like her spaghetti top and like being cute. And like in other, in earlier parts of like different episodes, she's wearing like mini dresses and she's like very like still the popular Los, uh, Los Angeles girl. Whereas angels in a trench coat with a button up, looking like the dark, moody vampire, 241 year old he is. Right. Was he wearing and a
2: trench coat? He was. At, at,
1: at, no, at the end scene, specifically, when okay. they're walking together and talking, and she says, love makes you wack- do the wacky, and they're literally about to end the episode. They're literally on their back shot, and I watched them walk away, and I made the observation that she was wearing a spaghetti top, a spaghetti tank top, and he's just wearing a full trench coat. <laughs> well, I, uh,
2: I mean, a full trench coat, and California is a little bit of a weird choice. Oh, but but, he's
1: also dead. So, like, I guess I'll give it to him. I'll
2: let him have it. Yeah, and that concludes
0: the summary. So, yay. I think it's time for the pop quiz. Yeah.
2: Question number one. So, I kind of talked about the fact that... <laughs> i kind of talked about the fact that zombies were my least favorite i put like horror classic trope? monster sure. horror trope yeah there we go undead creature whatever you want to call least it. favorite they're my least favorite that's i also would favorite. put mummies and frankenstein's definitely... down there too but my question number one is what is your least favorite classic monster slash undead slash creature
0: that's a great question you said mummies and i don't think i've ever been a big fan of mummies but i don't like dislike them like
1: i it, this this is a little controversial because it's a love hate relationship. I feel like it's a very overplayed trope. Therefore I've come to dislike it. Vampires. Yeah. That's I, fair. And like there's there's certain tales yeah, of vampires. Stuff. Like Blade. I love I the vampires and Blade and how they interact with, you know, things and like the way that, you know, the story plays out is something that I enjoy. However, you give me like Twilight and it's just like, and eh, like this is a little not just besides that's, from not being my taste, it's just I, not what I see vampires as, yeah, so you're, you're if that makes sense. Anti
2: romanticized vampires. That's,
1: I mean, that's not like race. I don't mind.
0: I want to say you're anti post twenty ten vampire. That's pretty because fair because I think there was a hard turn in how vampires were yeah. portrayed around modernized I, yeah. vampires, yeah. Maybe?
1: yeah. And like, it, like, well, it, even Twilight, but even yeah. from like a, like old lore of vampires, like even them being like. Afraid of Sunlight was only brought in by Nosferatu in, like, what is it, like, 1930s that Nosferatu was made or something, 1913, I don't remember the But hear me out, what we do in the shadows. I don't know too much about that, so I don't, I can't, I know, I know a little bit, I, uh, (laughs) I will make you watch that movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Van Helsing
1: and what we do in the shadows. Van Helsing, like, even kind of pushed (laughs) it a little bit of just, like, the overplayed trope of, like, I'm a scary vampire. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I you will know. watch Van Helsing if you watch what we do in the shadows. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Movie night <laughs> at Jesse's house.
0: But what's your least favorite? I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to think of all the different classic monsters there Cause, are. Cause Mummy is pretty but, fair. Yeah. But I think there's just none I dislike, you know. Mummies,
2: ghouls, ghosts, vampires. Oh, are we zombies. sticking to
1: like undead or just standard? It could mo- be standard. Monst- she just said monsters. I said monsters. Yeah, because yeah. like Wolfman,
0: mm-hmm. Invis- Invisible Man.
1: The Invisible Man is- makes no. Like I get it, no, but, but it, it makes it no is,
0: sense. But it's a classic monster.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I know what your least favorite monster is. What is it? Authoritarian.
0: <laughs> That's not a monster. That's just a bad person.
2: I mean,
1: we the just discussed though? this, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Did you? Did you Zombies. Zombies. I mean, she's <laughs>
0: right. Fuck authoritarians. <laughs> Zombies. Spread but anarchy and listen to Slayer.
2: Mummies are pretty closely, like, related. related. I
0: think and then mummies it's the same just thing. typically have just the Egyptian. least interesting stories, but can have interesting stories. Right. Like, I ha- have you ever had to return the slab?
1: <laughs> I need to
2: tell return you. The that return
1: the slab. I think part of
2: the issue is that when I look at it, I look at it from the perspective of, like, what monster would I want to meet? What would I want to encounter?
0: And, and I it's definitely, the fuckable one, the vampire? I get it. No,
2: it's definitely the ones that I don't want it to be the ones that eat my brains or that have, like, been embalmed. I don't know. 15 minutes later. I think later. my
0: answer is mummy. All right. <laughs> okay. But it's not a convicted answer.
2: Number two, what's the sexiest profession?
0: X-ray technician?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please explain.
0: It's
2: what that's he does me. for <laughs> If you're wondering about the context of this pop quiz question, it's because Xander told Giles that it makes sense that he's asking out Miss Calendar because she already oh, knows yeah. he's a librarian, so he doesn't have to break that embarrassing
1: tidbit to her. Yeah. And in my <laughs> head, I was like, I think librarians are pretty sexy. No, that's her- to be fair, you like to read. I do. And you you like that guy fucking reading. Can I just <laughs> yeah. tell
2: you that I think... Dean is the first reader I ever dated. And I don't know why in really? the entire world I never dated one before that because readers are the best boyfriends to have. Or girlfriends.
1: Oh god, I've never dated a reader.
2: <sighs> You're missing
0: out.
1: This explains a lot. hmm anyway. Do you consider
0: me a reader? I don't know.
1: Do you read? Sometimes.
0: Then sometimes. <laughs> I'm on chapter eight of the book of three. How long have you been on chapter By eight? By Lloyd
2: Alexander? Yeah.
0: Dope. Anyway, so I read sometimes. I'm also, I just finished Fellowship with the Ring audio book. I'd consider book, you, counts. I know, I would consider you a reader,
2: actually, because you read all of the Star Wars books, you... Just talked about... Yeah, I did it. not you read just... all of the Star
0: Wars books. Oh, you read stuff. the Star but Wars books. You Wars just talked about, about hearing
1: them. the Halo books, about hearing... That's true, and I wanted to read books, them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, snot I snot snot think I snot snot would consider snot. you
2: a reader even if you are a like short attention span style reader. Like Dean only does audiobooks now, but
0: fair enough. That's absolutely. I still consider fair. him a reader. Yeah. Well, we're at it. Andy Serkis narrated a new series of audiobooks for The Lord of the Rings. Ooh. and it's a 10 out of 10 I would highly recommend it Ooh. he does a fantastic job will you
2: send me that because I really want to start reading Lord of the Rings yeah
0: no I like I said I finished fellowship today yeah and it's the best rendition I've ever heard he has Ooh. an individual voice for every character yeah and he kills it except for Gladriel. there's
1: right?
0: it's hard, it's hard do? to
2: encompass Gladriel, I think. yeah
0: and he does okay but he kills it with every other character he he just describes everything so well. he was made for it I I can't imagine experiencing Lord of the Rings another way now that I've finished Fellowship today. It's Audible, really that's great. the name of it. Uh, so
2: with that being said, would you say the sexiest profession is being an audiobook narrator? <laughs> no,
0: as much as I love Andy Serkis.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to go musician.
2: Musician, that's I, a good answer. That's fair.
0: I think that's, if you were going to tell me your profession and I was going to be interested because of it, it would probably be a musician, so.
1: Rain, do you have one? you know, I've been sitting here thinking about it and I've always been attracted to people who work with their hands. I don't know what it is. So like like X ray technicians. Like
2: laborers, like construction and electricians. Yeah,
1: yeah. I that would that would blue collar jobs, is that what we're looking at? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you.
2: I also am, am very attracted to blue-collar style jobs, but I...
0: What? You married a plumber. Exactly. <laughs> and it's
2: so hot when he comes home from work and he's been, like, digging all day. And I'm like, dang, yeah, now he has some shelves and he can do it. No, I'll tell you what's really hot. What's really hot is when our toilet wouldn't quit dripping and he didn't have to call anyone. He just oh, took yeah. care of it. Yeah. yeah. And
1: it took him, like, what? Like, less than an hour, I I'm don't sure. Know. yeah' I wasn't paying that close attention. It is he's the one who noticed it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> fix those pipes (laughs) it proved that he could take care of me and that's that's a amiable quality yeah yeah very
2: yeah, blue very colors. traditionally feminine desire. <laughs> that's do where fair. I'm going with yeah, that. That's fair. You're good. Question number three. Um, if they hadn't needed to cut a live girl's head off, do you think that what Chris and Eric were doing would have still been bad?
1: Yes, in like a moral sense of you shouldn't dig up bodies and chop them up and stuff like that, I guess. Oh, interesting. But do you but think like, that I, like I also, bringing like, Daryl back to life, do you think that was a bad life choice? Um, it, I think this is where it comes to how you feel about like spirit spirituality and like you know religion and things like that where I'm I'm in the category of I'm personally agnostic and I don't I see like everyone has a valid opinion we don't know what's out there so like I'm not bothered by like someone being brought back to life I think it doesn't make sense scientifically at all so like the concept of it doesn't like really like ring with me very well of like hmm that doesn't make sense without having, like, serious irreparable brain damage or something. Like, if he was, like, really stupid, it would have made sense to me.
2: I will say that I'm looking at it from the perspective of the storytelling and right. the, the Buffy verse because, like, I don't take my Christian views into it of, like, right. oh, is this biblically, you know, yeah. appropriate? And More I... as just like it didn't seem like Daryl was inherently evil, so I'm not. I'm curious if you right. feel like Chris made a mistake in bringing him back, or if like your thoughts there.
0: I like this question a lot. <laughs> wow. I am all the way opposite of Rain's opinion on this. Interesting. I think that it's Bring the ball back. so, not considering the show's lore because I hadn't thought of that until you said it. And mm-hmm. I, we'll come back to that. But just thinking like my real world beliefs and stuff, I don't think there is anything morally wrong with digging oh. up a body and desecrating it. That's fair. And I. Because I believe once you're, whatever spirit we could have, I think once it leaves, your body is just an object in the ground. Um, and I got that belief when I watched my dog get put down a few years ago because it was such a clear difference between a living body and just dead matter. And I don't believe that any solar spirit we could have is attached to your body once it leaves. So I don't, I think you're just stuff at that point. And so I don't think there's anything wrong morally with digging up bodies right? because of what I believe to be real in that sense. But I think bringing someone back to life is a terribly morally wrong (laughs) thing to do because I think once that process is started to reverse, it could like destroy the soul. I want to say it ruins everyone else. It ruins everyone living's grief is I think my biggest thing with it. Absolutely. Like as sad as I am that anyone I may know has ever died. I think I don't want them to come back because as sad as it is, that's, a natural part of life and you have to grieve and move on and live life without that person. Right. And I think to have someone come back later would totally destroy your life. And so I think bringing someone back is a terrible thing to do.
2: Well, I do think that it's, it's and I feel that way in media
0: and if it were possible
1: in real life. Right. Right.
2: I do think it's very important to note that like Chris did it and I think he did it from a good place and I don't think he's a bad person. No. But I think it was very clear that Daryl wished that he hadn't
0: been brought back. I agree. Um, I think within the lore of the show, I don't think it was an objectively bad thing, but I agree that it's clear Daryl didn't want to be brought back so he shouldn't have, but I don't think it was a morally wrong decision within the lore of what we know about how it works in the show. Yeah.
1: I do want to slightly argue with you That's for right. just a second. Go for it. And I'm going to put, I don't know what you're keeping it, I'm going to put a trigger warning now. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about the specific situation because it does deal with uh, traumatic death a little, uh, but in the case of someone someone I know, if I knew they had been like unburied dug or, or dug up, in the sure. case of my daughter, I that like or my dad, or someone I know personally, if I knew they had yeah. been dug up, that would hit an absolute sour note because I do agree with you when I see it as a you know as like when something passes you know it passes it's brought back into the earth it get reci- you know it gets recycled and used for decomposition and you know nutrients for things to become life and like I absolutely see that point I absolutely agree with you and then I also have that human side of me that connects to familial ties and sure. like bonds and things like that or if like you know God forbid like one of us passed away and like I knew someone dug up your body I'm gonna go. F- fuck someone up. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. Um, um. That's a fair point I hadn't considered. And I know, I'm tangenting no, 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 no. the hell
2: out of this. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this. That's what this kind of question is for. So right, I'm glad yeah. that you're bringing that
0: kind of thing up. Uh, I'll let you go first if you have something you want to add to it
2: the way that i think we should look at it and i'm in the way that i kind of i can see both sides of what you're both saying cuz i also agree that your soul your spirit leaves your body when yeah and i agree you know when you yeah. when you die so i think it de- i think it's okay to like take see the body as an object and like do with it what you will but if there is a six, like ceremony performed or some sort of symbolism that is accompanied by that then right. i think it's wrong to then go and desecrate what that symbolism created by burying digging up a buried body. But I think that it's fine if like they donate their body to science and they want to like use their liver or their heart or whatever, you know, right. like that. So that's where I think the difference is, is the, those girls were buried. They were meant mourned. to be they there. They were put there for a reason. And if it was like indigenous people have sacred burial mm-hmm. grounds yeah. that they like, it would be so incredibly morally wrong to move them or build something on their side yeah, or because yeah. of what yeah. it
1: means to those people. Absolutely. So you did it to a cemetery or anything, mm-hmm. you know, similar. Absolutely. That's where
2: those kind of differentials come from my perspective. Oh, no, agreed.
0: that's fair. Um, you definitely made me consider things I hadn't before. Like, I hadn't really considered the outlook of someone who was still living that was attached to those dead bodies. Right. I was just thinking from, like, the point of view of, like, that person died. Right. Desi- I don't think, to that person, it's morally wrong to no. desecrate the right. Yeah. But, like, if it's, like, the like the girls died as teenagers, I'm sure their parents are still alive. And oh, it, yeah. it It or is morally offensive or... to their parents or siblings or whoever to dig up that body. Or, I like, had, their friends. I yeah. yeah. I hadn't really considered that aspect of it. I was just right. thinking of it from the point of view of... The, of the person who had passed
1: and that's the thing it's like i still agree with your point of view because that's like who i am as a person like and like i said you know everything recycles and you know <laughs> we live off of death right and it, it's just one of those things it's the life happens but at the same time you make those ties and it's just like that's what gets yeah. you as being and human it, it is
0: muddier water if like you bring into account that person's beliefs I oh guess. yeah that's a whole like, other can of worms. Because, <laughs> I, just, like just because I don't believe in like the afterlife or any ceremonies doesn't mean that it's not real, right? Like exactly. Like it could be, and then to desecrate it could be harming that. Other, yeah. So I had bad juju. So you both made or... great points to counteract mine, and I respect it.
1: And vibes.
2: But I also think that you didn't have bad points. Oh, oh no, not at all. No, I didn't yeah, think you made you
1: great guys points. Did. Yeah, I no, just, no, no.
2: Yay! That was a good. Yay! Discussion.
1: Good question,
2: Jesse. Thank you. I actually I was really proud of that. I also not really like uh question number four. How many times can Cordelia get kidnapped in an episode before it's too many times? I
0: don't in an know, episode? But I do have a note I, I skipped over it when in the summary, but one of my notes for the episode is imagine getting kidnapped twice in an episode, SMH. And then I drew shifty eyes.
1: Well, at least two. We know that. Oh. Um <laughs> I'm we'll gonna say three. I, don't know, I, I think I'm capping over two. There. Yeah, it's too many. Because <laughs> I felt oh, like thir- third fair. one, that's a strikeout. You're just dead. <laughs> to
0: be fair, Courtney, one in this what episode you. was an attempted at kidnapping, and the other was a successful one.
1: That's um, fair. That's fair. Was it? Yeah, because yes. she was. A, they attempted because to kidnap Eric her, and Bucky kicked, kicked in the Eric's face ass. When he was
0: trying to take her, and it was awesome.
1: And then Daryl took her, and they successfully kidnapped her, and she was going to die or get her face taken off or her head taken off. Her head, not yeah. She would have made it just in a whole other skull if they were just going to take her face. Be a much more interesting interaction, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sure.
2: Okay. I'll accept that, but I just thought it was funny, like, a lot of times Cordelia was either in the process of being oh, yeah. kidnapped or about to be kidnapped oh, yeah. or getting kidnapped. I told oh, you, she, she is. is the
1: damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah. she is.
2: Uh, and then last question, question number five, what is the most 90s thing you noticed? And I'm going to just steal what you said earlier about the Gene and Roger quote, because oh, that was yeah. a oh, super yeah. dated Very pop dated. culture reference. So dated, none
0: of us got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And we were around then. <laughs> Well,
1: barely. Uh, I totally forgot to look out for 90s things this Um, episode. It's not really a reference at all or anything like that, but just like a 90s thing I noticed is that she actually had to put the key in her car door as opposed to just <laughs> click, 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 <laughs> get the fuck in the car with the key fob. And obviously those cars are still around, so it's no, not like a full thing. But like, the, as you see shows that are made in current times, you see more of just boop, boop. More modern Yeah, cars. exactly, little yeah, key well, fobs and, like, and things.
0: That's the thing is like, like right now, cars are made that you don't even have to put the key in. Oh, no, you just have yeah. your phone. Might, yeah, um, well, that's Mine like... is going to be the scene from Dogma, because that movie came out in the 90s. Yeah. That's true.
2: I was thinking about that when you said it,
0: so. it 100% a cop-out, but I'm taking it. No, I'm with yeah.
2: you. Might as well. Cool. Kevin so then... Smith is dope. That's it for the pop quiz. Yeah, that's it for the pop also, quiz. Also, yes. <sighs> Uh, Ooh. so we're gonna move on to character development the characters in this episode in order of appearance old characters are buffy angel giles xander willow cordelia and miss jenny calendar new characters are chris eric and daryl okay. who would like to go first as the guest i'd like you to pick the first person we go over right uh,
1: um, anyone
2: Anyone, whatever well, we'll you felt like you wanted to talk about with character development. Let's
1: do new characters first. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dang, breaking the mold. Yeah, let's break it. Uh, let's start with Chris. Why not? All right. What are your thoughts on Chris? Um, As a character, I feel like we've kind of had, like, the nerdy friend get played before, like, once or twice. And, like, obviously Willow's also the nerdy friend. But, you know, he kind of dwells into the deep, like, the darker side of, like, that realm with, like, the more yeah, mortician, et cetera, et cetera. Bringing his own idea uh, to—assumably his own idea to bring his brother back to life, stuff like that. But I liked him as a character, and I thought he added, like, an interesting element of, like, just the dark in the spectrum yeah. without being evil. stabby, stabby, kill, kill.
2: <laughs> I considered...
1: Evil. Yeah, evil, yeah.
2: I considered Chris Dave 2.0. There you go. That's fair.
1: Chris...
0: That's fair. Kind of a bitch. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, please, <laughs> details. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> no, I felt really bad for Chris. I think he had a lot of shit going on. Uh, I couldn't imagine trying to put up with my mom if she was like that. that like, he just, Yeah, he just had, like... I think like, that's why he brought
1: back Daryl. Oh, honestly.
0: I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot to say on his character, I just I don't empathize with him because I can't relate, but I feel right. so bad. I guess yeah. I don't sympathize, but I do empathize. That's fair. I know my words.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm a reader. Words hard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I don't really have a lot to say on Eric or Daryl, though. I mean, Eric is just creepy. Oh,
1: Darryl. Eric's absolutely, and... Yeah he does a good job at being the creep like i'll, I'll give does. the he, actor credit yeah. like i mean i hated him for minute one exactly and, and he away. did a great job of making you hate him didn't he yeah <laughs> and he yeah. ruined the, the song yeah. my girl
2: forever oh, and i want you guys to absolutely. know this is a side side thing um that i plan to bring up my loving husband <laughs> dean the first time we watched this episode sang my setting. girl oh, for like two weeks
0: after uh, this episode. Because it bothered me? Because him. he knew
2: how much I didn't like this episode. Yep, I believe it. that be honest. That's Dean to a teen. I would have
0: put money on him doing that.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I still married him, because we I weren't married yet at that
1: point. I still married him. <laughs> Poor um, life choices. he's a sexy, sexy plumber. Yeah. Sexy, blue-collar, broken man. I don't
2: know. Uh, any, any other thoughts on Eric and Daryl?
1: Uh, Daryl, I... It's yeah, kind of like I'm how you big. feel about Chris is like, I Ooh, have empathy, but with no, not sympathy like, I feel bad because he was brought back yeah. without his own like consent. And now he has to live this life of just disappointment, I guess is a good way to point it, put it. Like he literally cannot live his life as yeah. it was. Yeah. He was brought back to be alone.
2: Well, and that's why that's like, I sad. really wanted to highlight yeah. the moment where he was like watching the football game from the bleachers. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, I get why he jumped on the bleacher to be, or the stretcher to be with the corpse, even as it was, like, burning, because he had nothing else, you know? That was it, literally. He was so isolated and so alone, and if he had been brought back... You know for such a long period of time like he probably was going a little insane
1: oh yeah even having your brother as company like that's not enough he's mm-hmm. right he needed a companion like i understand like his thought process of or like their thought process of like you're going to be alive for who knows how long we need to make someone that can match that and can live with you in seclusion
2: but like yeah
1: why did not just, that like, it was right cat, you know it's not the same It does not buzz light here you can't just make a cat
2: so what about the old characters i just want to know that I feel like Willow was barely in this episode oh, and I was so bummed about it.
1: But every, I feel like everyone has to have their moment to shine, and they brought Cordelia and like Xander in a little bit more, as well as like the side ca- the new characters like Chris and Eric, and then kind of push oh, no, like Willow right. down a little, in my opinion. I also want
2: to highlight Angel. I know I highlighted him in the last episode, but I'm gonna do it again <laughs> because I feel like once again we got more of him. Oh yeah. We got just him talking about what it was like when he first became a vampire with Buffy. He had, did a little bit of like just a little, yeah, like sharing there, and he was like very much present in this episode, and there was like fallout from the way Buffy treated him in the previous episode in a way that like I didn't remember and I really appreciated and he kept showing up even when she didn't want him to in a way that he obviously didn't in the last season and I just right. really appreciated that too
1: oh absolutely um I'll highlight uh Miss Calendar and Giles real quick oh, yeah, of course because they're they and i mean that together as opposed to both their separate characters because just the fact that we are finally starting to delve into a romance of two characters a little bit more besides angel and buffy which has obviously kind of like been put on a slight little back burner right there you know having someone kind of pull into the focus a little with some cute romantic stuff is pretty awesome especially when it is giles our our faithful watcher old man you know ye old grandpa over here is what it feels (laughs) like sometimes and seeing him like kind of be become cute and chipper like a little high school boy in love like and having Jenny actually bring that out of him and her having the confidence to like be like hey let's get Mexican hey let's hang out the game hey so second date and like making the moves because she knows who he is and accepts that and so she's willing to make the effort for something to happen
2: well not just that but I think that we get a chance to see a strong female like character empowered by her ability to be like hey I like you and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna wait around for you to finally stutter out the words I'm just gonna make it happen Yeah. but I also feel like she did it in a way that didn't really emasculate Giles oh, in any not way at all. shape or form so I really appreciated that and it, I honestly
0: I mean it went so far from emasculating him that he wasn't sure it
2: happened <laughs> <laughs> This is some mirage <laughs> I really like the fact that like we got to see him being nervous Giles oh, yeah. was definitely one I wanted to talk about because he was like preoccupied to the point where he was barely helping Buffy with this I guess, un- hard. Hardly I guess I just
0: glossed over that. It, you're right. It's a talking point that yeah. I just
1: didn't think about. No, to- it's totally understandable. But it's it's growth as a character for Giles because, once again, he was just the faithful watcher taught by daddy to do just this and only this, and that's all he can focus on. Yeah, he wanted to be a pilot. Yeah, like pilot. He, he had dreams of his own, and he focused on this. And now in the distance, there's a nice little cute shining light, and its in name's the form Jenny. Of a pagan. <laughs> and that
0: I got I, brought I was, up again. I don't know if you remember.
1: If you yes, it that. did.
2: It did. Ask her to bless your laptop. <laughs> I did
1: notice that. <laughs> I, I, I just love her character, and I love that she actually developed something with him. And it's just it's just nice for him. It's a nice little reward for Giles. He deserves it. Yeah. He's worked so hard. And his how old is Giles? I don't know that they ever really give him an age. I'm sure we could Wikipedia this and find out, but like I don't think we actually hear it. But uh, like 30s to 40s, we'll say.
0: I feel like when we looked up the actor's age, he was like early for this season. And they
1: usually rank it down like to like five years below their usual age. Yeah, usually, I mean, Carpenter was Marianas like like 25 when she was a 16 later. year old, she 28. Yeah. Or oh like that. yeah, something crazy like and that. And I, I want to say.
0: uh Alison Hannigan and mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller were both, like, 22, yeah. 23. Something.
1: Sarah That's Michelle
2: that. Geller was 19 during season one. Allison what? Hannigan was, like, 22. I remember
1: saying twenty three of them were 20s when we looked it up. Right. Xander was older. Uh, I, remember look I remember I that. I remember that. i did not looking him up. I think we did. Yeah, fuck Nicholas I know Norman. Nicholas
2: Brennan is, like, 50 now, but... So I was looking up his <laughs> recent... I feel like in
0: case I leave that in, I should say that I have no ill feelings towards Nicholas
2: Brennan. <laughs> if you're listening (laughs) any other thoughts on character development any characters we want to touch on i have nothing to add to what you guys said
0: use your guys as herberts
2: i think i think i'm gonna give my herbert i'm torn between two so actually i'm gonna let you go first right i think i'm gonna give it to miss calendar are you yeah i think she's the winner this round for me she's one of my two all right jesse come on
1: are you gonna wait for i feel like
2: i feel like i should give my other one then do you want Sasha to be the breaker here yeah i guess stasha was yours but it was also was it? Dang <laughs> yeah. it. High five. <laughs> then I feel like I want to be different. I'm gonna say you don't Angel. Have to.
1: <laughs> that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Because I
2: really liked him in this episode. Yeah, no,
1: he had a little gross burger. He was a little a little childish, but so was Buffy. But you know, it's that's their relationship. I just think he's growing. <laughs>
0: I feel like the entirety of Miss Calendar was, like, her whole plot was just the B-plot of the episode. Oh, like, yeah. Barely present. But, like, it was, it was the light of the episode the whole she way She was super it. fun. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. She was, it was just a lot of fun. Like, yeah. the
1: quirky confidence as she gives. Yeah. She was just
0: fun in this episode. Yeah. When, right? I mean, I've quoted the, oh, you noticed that, huh, like, six times. Like, mm-hmm. clearly that stuck with me. Yeah. But they were, and they just made, like, a cute couple. But I guess it just, it stuck out on her end
1: more than his. Oh, yeah. Not that his wasn't notable but she was the one that took up the confidence to exactly. everything. yeah, yeah.
0: And it, was grow. Just, it was fun to watch
1: was just overall giles I just along it. for the ride Toot toot, love boat yeah <laughs> now yeah. for the xanders
0: yeah who's your xander i don't have one
1: yet who's your xander <sighs> i'm gonna say eric, eric yeah, yeah. No. no hands down i don't no. think that even really needs to be discussed he's yeah. actually i'll add if a I comment can give it to fritz i'm giving it to eric <laughs> <laughs> she's got a point Stash, you answer.
2: If you don't want to give it to Eric, you can come up with I'm, someone else.
0: I mean, Eric was terrible. I'm just torn on having him as an option. We gave
2: Fritz the option. Yeah, we can do yeah, new characters. But
0: Eric was more Herbert of a Herbert was a one-time well. character.
2: You think so? Yeah. The
0: uh, one-time doesn't bother me. That's fair. It's, I feel like Eric is actively trying to commit murders. To
1: He's, He's the only one I disliked it. this episode, though. I, I guess my problem or annoyed is me. Daryl
0: wasn't even really a villain. I guess he was. He tried to cut off.
1: I felt more sorry her. for him than yeah. I was annoyed by that's him. That's why,
0: like, I feel like Eric was the villain, and I try not to give it to the villain, but...
1: No one else really, like, bothered me. I'm yeah, not gonna that's why I per- Then that's just me or personally.
0: Like, oh, fuck it. I wanted to see his face get broken, so I'll yeah.
1: give it Eric. See? <laughs> <laughs> All Buffy right. Buffy whooping his ass was the best part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Eric's my Xander. So
2: that leads us into favorite quotes, favorite moments, surprise
1: moments. My favorite quote, hands down, is love makes you do the wacky. <laughs>
2: yeah. I... Don't know that I can reveal a favorite quote of the whole episode right this moment. But so I just kind of go in order from like start of the episode to the end of the episode. I really liked when Buffy said, like, you don't sneak up on someone in a graveyard. You stomp or yodel. I was like, what?
1: (laughs) All right. She's got a point, though. Yeah. Like, make some kind of notification that you're there. Don't just be like, hi. i am shitting in pants, too. And in that same
2: scene, I, I have written down. Where Angel said danced with is a pretty loose term mated with might be a little closer
0: <laughs> I think it was the next scene when Giles was talking to the chair <laughs> and he was like no idiot Buffy said <sighs> yep. being
2: called an idiot <laughs> tends to take people out of the dating mood yeah
0: uh-huh. The quote I liked was, I think Xander after saying, I don't know, being called an idiot turns me on.
2: Yeah, he said, I have it written down. So I put, he wrote, actually, kind of turns me on. And then Buffy looked at him and said, I, I fear, fear you. you. <laughs>
0: I just
1: love her face to just like,
2: yeah, I fear you. And then I, and to continue that whole thing, I like when Buffy said, you also might want to avoid words like amenable and indecorous. <laughs> and he
1: literally says it later in a conversation yeah. with Miss Callender. I like like, she was like
0: vocabulary
2: a lot. I do too. But I like hilarious. how she she was like, um, speak English, not whatever they speak in. And Giles says, England. <laughs> it was just, just yeah, really that. fun. A lot of my favorite lines are from that scene specifically. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, the next one I've written down is grave robbing. That's new and interesting.
2: <laughs> and Buffy's saying, I think you mean uh, like gross and
0: horrible or something.
2: Say, I, yeah, I think you meant to say gross and disturbing. Yeah. And then Giles says, yes, yes, of course. Terrible thing. Must put a stop to it. Damn it. <laughs>
1: um, I have one for Xander, actually, and I don't remember the exact scene, but it's uh, he segues the conversation from something to something else and uh, Willow just kind of shuts it down and was like how does that connect to that and he, and he literally says do i deconstruct your segues?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, right. had, I had that written down just too. made me laugh i also like in that in that earlier scene buffy saying then you say how do you feel about mexican and Joel <laughs> says mexicans, mexicans? Said, mexican food, <laughs> <The> food? <laughs> you take her for food and then he was just like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's a thing and then dander's saying like so this chairwoman we're talking miss calendar right and when giles was like how'd you figure it out he says simple deduction miss calendar is reasonably dullsome especially for someone in your age bracket Yep. She already knows that you're you're a school librarian, so you don't have to worry about how to break that embarrassing news to her. And And I'm just like, dang, Xander, I'm like I said, I was like, I think librarians are pretty sad.
1: (laughs) And of course, Buffy uh, chimes in, and she's the only woman we've ever seen actually speak to you. (laughs) Add it up and all spells, duh. (laughs) Like her face just like rings, just absolute truth like dude come on
0: Cordelia is like chilling in the corner she's like hello can we deal with my pain that's <laughs> my next one hello can we deal with my pain
2: please and then Giles going
0: there there, there there just a little
2: <laughs> pat pat like so absent-mindedly and like clearly not genuine at all and then in that same scene is when Giles is like Xander zombies don't eat the flesh of the living and Xander was like ha I knew that
0: the only other one that we haven't brought up that I have written down is uh I don't remember the context behind it but it says promise to never do it again <laughs> From who? I don't remember. I don't. Huh. I don't fucking cite my quotes.
1: <laughs> Promise to never do it again. <laughs> Probably a Buffy to Xander or something. Oh no, but I know what Giles, it is. I think no. Says Xander says
2: it to Willow when Willow was like,
1: "Oh, like I I had I'm that on written Because to... she's trying to defend him, uh, Chris, and uh, it's just like, "Oh well, all of us nerds are kind of like that or something." No, it I was swear. when
2: it was when they were in the library talking about the fact that the girls were dismembered when Cordelia was clinging to angels. Yes, and oh, Willow was right. like. Giles was like these cuts were really precise like who would have the ability to do that and yeah, Willow's was like I can what, think yep, of six yep, guys yep. in the science club I and can do it. me that's and Zander was, was like problem of. solved Willow well, promise you'll so never do, do it, it again, again. We'll yeah. move on <laughs> I do have Buffy written down sorry but I'm an old fashioned girl I was raised <laughs> to believe that Men dig up the corpses and women have the babies. I
1: don't think anyone should have to do anything educational in school that they don't want to. <laughs> I, like that. I like that a lot. That just hit a little, home, a little too, <laughs> home too hard, I think.
2: And when they were digging up the graves, and Willow was like, Are we looking for body or no body? And Sandra was like, Call me an optimist, but I'm holding, hoping to find a fortune in gold doubloons.
1: <laughs> hey, same. And I was yeah.
2: like, Yeah, I get that. And then I like when they're in the library and Cordelia's like, "Why are all these terrible things happening to me and xander goes karma
1: (laughs) that's all i have for quotes
2: oh and then in the same scene in the library i liked when buffy was like could this get yuckier and willow said they probably kept the other parts to eat and buffy said question
1: answered it's like thanks willow
2: um, and then I am surprised you didn't put this in when they're opening up the lockers and stuff. They, when they open up that scene, Giles says, you understand in my capacity as a school official, this search is completely unauthorized and I cannot condone it. And Buffy said, fine, your butt's covered. Do you want to open a locker? And he was like, yes, yes, of course.
0: <laughs> it was
2: very similar to the, yeah, I lied. Let's
0: move on. Uh, kind of the style. I honestly miss that that line so that's why I didn't write that one down also I noticed this episode a lot of the quotes I wanted to write down were really long yeah and I did not take the time to write them down (laughs) yeah I
2: was
0: like I don't have time can't shorthand this (laughs) fuck it
2: cause then in the scene where they're looking for Chris and Eric at school Buffy's like why would anybody want to make a girl and Xander said you mean when there are so many pre-made ones just (laughs) lying around around? (laughs) in that same scene Buffy is talking to Willow later and she's like do you think it's possible for him to bring back someone to life and Willow said if it is, my science project is definitely coming in second <laughs> this year. Because <laughs> she was talking about that. And then I really loved when we found out her name is Jenny because Giles says Miss Calendar and she said, oh no, please, call me Jenny. Miss Calendar is my father. Yep. that's my was father's like, name. <laughs> I was like, I never caught that before. That's amazing. Uh, that was a funny one. The only other two I think I have are the ones where she's like is this your normal strategy for a first date? Dissing my country's national pastime, and Giles saying, did you just say date? And her saying, you notice that, huh? And then later she says, although a good rule of thumb for a first date is don't do anything so exciting that it'll be hard to top on the second date. And he was like, to live on top of the hellmouth, the events of this evening are actually qualify as a slow night. <laughs> did you just say second date? And she said, you notice that, huh? So I really like that. Is my last one, I promise. Xander and Willow were talking, and he was like, you know, do you ever feel like you're playing a game of musical chairs, and then the music stops, and you the only one who doesn't have a chair, and Willow says all the time. And Cordelia comes up to them and says, Sander, I just wanted to thank you for saving my life. What you did in there was really brave and heroic, and I just wanted to tell you if there's anything I could ever do to. And Sander's like, Do you mind? We're talking here. <laughs> I'm
1: like, God, dude. And
2: then, like, he was like, What am I saying? And Willow was like, You were wondering why we never get dates. And he was like, Yeah, so why do you think that is? And I was just like, I know that that's like overdone nowadays, but I just really appreciated it the first time i watched this so (laughs) i really enjoyed a lot of the lines and like i said i usually skip this episode because like frankenstein monster zombie type thing is just not my jam Mm um but i really really enjoyed it especially watching it from this perspective so it was a lot of fun um analysis portion do you guys
0: have any thoughts on the analytical part of this
2: i got halfway through the episode before i found anything that i really wanted to write down for this
0: it's hard because i think usually when i go for the analysis i try to think of what metaphor the monsters stands in for, mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything Daryl would stand in for as much as I, like the only theme I can really think of is grief and how to deal with it, mm-hmm. but even then I feel like we're only just shown bad examples of how to deal with grief. I don't feel like we're shown, well, like, I don't feel like there's a moral of the story. Ever. Yeah,
2: I don't think that there's really a whole lot of metaphor, so much as there is just blatant, like, a lesson. you have to, yeah, there is a you, blatant lesson in that you have to live through your grief, not live in your grief. and. Yeah. Like, with Chris's mother and with Chris trying to, like, bring Daryl back. The whole family, and, really. you know, all of that stuff. Like, you really have to, like, see that she was so wrapped up in her grief that she was so neglectful of the son she still had, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. To the point herself.
2: Where, you know, I don't know that she'll even know if Chris gets arrested and put in some sort of juvenile facility. I and was that,
0: wondering, too, if she would notice if Daryl came upstairs.
2: Yeah, I don't know that she would have. And it's just, it was so underlying that it was almost easy to miss. Yeah. But But it was really blatant, in my opinion, the more I like really
0: looked at it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have anything to add to it, but you're you're right, like that's definitely the message, is you have to move with your grief, not live in it. Right. I like that. And I think it fits in with what I said earlier about not bringing people back from yeah, the dead. Yeah,
1: definitely don't. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of in the same category of it's it's a lesson in the end. And, like, that's why I was relating it to, like, Frankenstein's monster and the story of that because it also gives the tale of don't judge a book by its cover. Because, like, there was so much that was happening in the situation at the same time, too, that you didn't really know exactly who to point the finger at and, like, who was wrong and, like, who was actually bad. And, like, you almost want to blame Daryl, but you don't really blame Daryl in the end. Well,
2: like, it's, it's interesting because... I
1: had have to
0: do him the
2: villain. Yeah. No, exactly, because Eric acted more villainous, and he was a oh, human yeah. versus the quote the unquote. He was monster. the one yeah.
1: ready, He was trying to convince everyone that hey, let's do this. We can, we can do this. Like let's mess people up. Like let's kill her. Like we can do this. And like not and, that Daryl wasn't convinced, but
2: again, from my le- little bit of knowledge, because I don't have a lot of knowledge about the Frankenstein monster story, but it wasn't the whole kind of premise of it like Frankenstein's monster was actually quite gentle. Very,
1: but everyone yeah. was afraid of him based on his appearance yeah because he was terrifying you know and that's kind of like what daryl didn't want to go through was to mm-hmm. have people see him like that hence them making a bride so to speak to kind of like fit that need that he craved for attention as well as like someone to love him i guess in the yeah. end that that's makes a nice
0: sense. new way to tell the story too yes absolutely it, i always appreciate he wins that. in a sense
1: yeah but he didn't <laughs> and it's
0: yeah. not just the retelling of he went outside and everyone was scared he yeah knew that was gonna happen so he didn't and did yeah it's just like a, nice a rapunzel situation almost yeah. in a
1: sense yeah
2: um so with that being case any final thoughts on this episode? Anything we didn't cover in your notes that you wanna
1: bring up? This isn't like one of my favorite episodes by any means, but this is honestly like a good episode. It covers a lot of different bases and like the story it tells and like the characters are very different from each other and there's a little bit of growth and development for a little bit of like everyone almost. And like it also allows for characters that we don't normally see have growth in the show have growth like Cordelia and Mm -hmm. stuff. And like they put Willow on the back burner a little bit and things like that.
2: I will say I agree with. With you and I this was one episode or this yeah this was one episode that I was like I'm not sure that I'm really going to enjoy watching mm-hmm. but watching it like with this podcast and thinking about it like in depth and not just being like oh it's a you know undead creature kind of a vibe. Like, I really appreciated it, and I would put it closer to Nightmares than Teacher's Pet now, whereas I think earlier I would have probably been like, oh no, it's like a Teacher's Pet episode, I don't want to watch it. I get so it. So, it's interesting. Do we have any, uh, <laughs> listener messages? Uh, so we actually did. We got a message from another podcast. We got Ooh. a message from the Buffy Gaze podcast. Ooh. They listened into our recap episode. They wanted to note that Nightmares, at the bottom of my list specifically, was a travesty, and they were very... Very they're offended. Right. Ooh. <laughs> um, and Thank you,
0: Buffy Gay's podcast. <laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, uh, Kyle and Zach definitely have a really cool podcast that I recommend people check out if they're not already listening. But Unless
0: you're me, because I can't get spoilers. Yeah. Or I would listen.
2: Well, they do it spoiler-free, but oh. um, they do also have sections that are not spoiler-free, so
1: just gotta be careful.
2: Yeah. We um, don't listen to parts. Yeah, but they're also way ahead of us in their thing. But regardless, and I can catch uh, their up to podcast where you are. Yes. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I got
1: you.
2: But I wanted to kind of comment on that because I was noodling on it. And like dreams are just not really my thing. You were talking about the fact that like you really enjoyed the dream aspect and the ethereal aspect of it. And I listened to their nightmares episode. And it was interesting because one of them actually had to up their rating on it after being <laughs> <laughs> argued about it but i do think that one thing i want to kind of mention also when i watched season 1 specifically and like all of them in general like i look at buffy the vampire slayer as like a prequel show to angel oh, and yeah. so all of my attention especially the first several watch throughs was where's Angel (laughs)
0: what's Angel doing how does this apply
2: to Angel and his character where's my boy so it's, it's not something that like obviously I'm able to look at it now as like it's own show and like appreciate it for what it is and I really like it but as we're watching it with this podcast I'm noticing things and I'm seeing things and experiencing things that are different because I'm no longer looking at it from that lens and I no longer am using those preconceived notions to watch these episodes but like Nightmare wasn't an Angel episode, so clearly it wasn't something that was for me, you know. You're finally
0: hitting Buffy puberty. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> puberty, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna have a lot of thoughts on it from that lens, so it's something that I want our listeners to really look at, um, as they, like, listen in, and I want you, if you're listening, and you watched Buffy first and you either watched Angel after or even if you never watched Angel, like, definitely come in and and tell me the parts that you think I am looking at through my very biased Angel-loving <laughs> perspective because while I like to think that I am a little bit more analytical nowadays, there's definitely going to be parts that I miss. No, absolutely. Sorry for fair. that really long rant. No, you're good. But that's the only real listener message we got, so I felt like I could talk I about it. Appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's a good uh, message.
0: If anyone else would like to be listed here in our listener messages, they could reach us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Or they could email us at pod at gmail.com.
2: G-Y-M-S-C-A-N-C-E-L-L-E-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Our email has an S. Our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram tags do not have an S.
0: Now I want to add here where you could find more of me, but I am going to seed that time and plug a friend of mine, it's in a band called Celestial Wizard. They recently had an album come out called Winds of the Cosmos. I was listening to it on my way here. It's really good. If you're into heavier music, I don't want to put a genre on it because I don't think I can accurately do that, but it's on the metal side of things. Check it out. Rain, is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd actually love to plug and uh, personally seed my time. Uh, to some friends of mine that are starting up their own little graphic design business, uh, they do wonderful job with anime-inspired, like custom logos, stickers, apparel, etc. Um, they're on Instagram as Hikame Designs. H I K A M E underscore designs. Um, They also have www.hikamedesigns.com. Definitely look into them if you're looking for stickers or apparel. And if you're looking for a distributor, I think they help out with that too. Or if you're just looking for some logo art, definitely hit them up. My guy Ryan and uh, his lady Kaylee do some wonderful work.
0: I can confirm I'm also friends with them and all their work is wonderful. Same. (laughs) Um, Jess, is there anything you'd like to plug yourself or otherwise?
2: Yeah, I want to actually plug this podcast and ask the listeners to do us a favor. We are contemplating looking into potentially starting up a Patreon account and... If we were to do that, we would like to get some feedback from all of you on what you would be interested in receiving from that Patreon, whether it be uh, fan fiction that I write or exclusive deleted scenes from our podcast, because we do have some of those.
0: Or I've thrown uh, out the suggestion of us reading fan fiction, too.
2: Yeah, things like that.
0: Hearing this dog that just ran Hi. in. Yeah, we could tell you a little bit more
1: about my dog, Malcolm. Or, or you, know. uh, you could get pictures of someone in some kind of cosplay, maybe, you know, yeah. like have uh, Stosh dress up as Giles. <laughs> <laughs> So um, if you Stash Stosh dress up as, as Buffy in a mini dress, you know, whatever you guys want. I will do that want. tonight. do that tonight. We need the first hundred Patreon signups. Um. So if That's there's... a big goal.
2: So if there's anything specific that we can do that would interest you at all, please just reach out to us and let us know because Stosh puts in a lot of really hard work in editing this podcast and um, I'm trying to get better at our social media page. No, oh, you're doing great thank you yeah you're both doing Um, doing fantastic by the way thanks we work really hard on our scheduling we're trying to get some more guest episodes because we really enjoy having people on here but um it's something where because of how much time and effort we're putting into it we're hoping to maybe see a little bit more of a return without losing the quality of the content that we are trying to create so any feedback from you in any form whether it be about the patreon or even just letting us know what parts of the podcast you like what parts you think we could maybe shorten or do without and even just, just like improve on yeah or improve upon or even just like um the Buffy Gays podcast reaching out to us about our ranking of season one episodes was so fun so please 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 reach out to us and that's all i'm gonna say and with all of that being said the next episode that we are doing is season one episode three school hard Josh, do you have any
1: predictions
0: school
2: hard
1: mm-hmm. i don't
0: even know what that could
2: mean that
1: definitely sounds like a title in porn <laughs> but
2: just... it isn't it is the title of by the vampire slayer season two episode three
1: i bet you five bucks it is <laughs> not saying it isn't for buffy just saying i have a feeling it is
0: i'll look it up later <laughs> uh let me know
1: <laughs> well i got money if
0: porn is it that has werewolves (laughs) if not or is it like
1: hoffer teacher kind of like
0: (laughs) i don't even have a guess what does that even mean all right
2: well i guess we'll find (laughs) out when we are back at it and until then stay sunny slayers Meanest person at this table. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I won the game, but I misplayed. Oh, the game.
2: I just lost the game. Damn. <laughs>